0: Get
1: on the <laughs> <train>. <laughs> it ain't easy. Hello and welcome to Puddin Ain't Easy, Loki Season Two. I am your host, Carl Pearce, and with me, as always, is the OB to my Mobius, <laughs> it's Scott McLeod.
0: Yeah, so unlike OB, I've not been waiting hundreds of years for you to return for to podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's actually, from our last recording with V. it's been a shorter turnaround because, you know, as soon as Ahsoka left our lives, the Loki season just go along to fill that void.
1: Yeah, this must be one of the quickest turnarounds ever in starting um, a brand new programme.
0: Yeah, as far as 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 I can remember. uh, Usually we have a few weeks where we're scrambling uh, for new ideas and one-off shows. And basically both us and Gen V have fallen right into our lap at the same time. Yeah, there we are. Just
1: a few days... Later, and um, we're recording about the first uh, episode of season two of Loki. And, um, yeah, exciting times. We've had Ahsoka, we've had Gen V, as you say, and Loki all within days of one another. So, yeah, great time to be a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> especially,
0: especially on a Friday, because I, excuse me, because I finish, I work Monday through Friday. So, I feel like when I finish work for the next few weeks, I'm like I'm rewarding myself and get to another week of work with two very nerdy programs, one a lot more graphic than the other.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll get to that when we get to it. But Scott, how have you been? how How are you?
0: Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, spent the time with my brother over the weekend where we we watched Fastlane as well as Gen V and Loki, so I had to try and avoid any spoilers. Or either show, which I was I was lucky enough to do. Uh and yeah, considering the short term, uh not much has been happening because of the four days or so that I've passed two of them I was off and I wasn't doing anything in work. I don't have any energy to do anything after I finish work sometimes. So I've had other than watching the stuff that's required for this show, I've done feck all, if I'm honest with you.
1: Yeah, same here. same hair here as before, I've just been yeah, working and the other day off, but who would have thought my hero would be a Scotsman called Scott? <laughs> and we're not talking about Scott McLeod, we're talking about Manchester United legend Scott <laughs> McTominay.
0: <laughs> I like to think I'm somewhat of a hero for, for most people. <laughs> In my own way.
1: <laughs> well, but you are, you are, you know, you are trying to do, or you are doing a million steps for a great cause, Diabetes UK, and how far are we off your target now, Scott?
0: Oh, oh, I finished. Oh, oh
1: you finished?
0: Yeah, we got the million, actually we got a little bit over a million.
1: Wow. I uh, can't
0: remember exactly how much it was, but it uh, was like a couple of hundred, maybe, over uh, but the fundraising is still open till the end of October. I've got a couple of people who were put down for money or who said that they would donate who haven't had a chance to. So I'm just I'm getting there. And I'm very close to the fundraising target that I set there. So that's pretty good. And I've not been paying too close attention. I still have a pedometer on whenever I go out, but I've not been actively trying to increase my, my walks to and from work. You know, I'm trying to do a normal, reasonable person level of walking, you know.
1: That's a well done on that, then, Scott. i content doing a million, he did over a million. And just so listeners know, I did indeed sponsor Scott. He's, he got my money.
0: Because Carl knows that walking in easy, especially for well, even for somebody <laughs> my age, who's a little bit younger. But yeah, it was it was good. Uh, unfortunately, we we don't. This is the first episode in a while we haven't had Drees with us. We've I might make this joke in our last episode, he, he's been pruned from the Team Carfather timeline and he's been sent right back to rank. Bank where he belongs.
1: Exactly, yes. We couldn't have him tearing up the timeline any longer.
0: <laughs> Henceforth he shall be known as Rhys who remains and by remains he stays on, and he remains on uh, rank. Bank, he doesn't go anywhere.
1: Yeah, we are. We are jointly he who remains, Scott, because we are the ones <laughs> that remain constantly. On, um, Podding, ain't easy. Um, <laughs> if anybody wants to uh, catch up with Loki series one, make sure you watch it on uh, on Disney Plus, and check out our original podcast on the first series of Loki. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because like when we switched over from Mando Pod to. Point easy. We did like a one off Star Wars episode, but the first proper series review we did at the time was Loki because I think it just wrapped up. But we knew mm. really never had a chance to watch it. I'd seen it. So for me, it was a rewatch and you. You were watching it for the first time.
1: Yeah, um, what a show it was. And um, this um, the series it looks just as good. And it literally starts off where um, the f- the series finale left off which uh, I really like so a lot of the times you come back to um, a second series or a new series and you're starting off a couple of months or even a couple of years after the events of um, the last series but no we straight off exactly the same point which I quite liked what did you think
0: yeah it's always interesting to see how far uh, after well previous years, I showed states to pick up because sometimes they leave a big gap mm. where the the you know protagonists have been dealing with the consequences of what's happened. Whereas this one, I think, because so much was happened, the timeline was seemingly falling apart after the death of he who remains. Uh, obviously, there's so much happening that, of course, they decided to pick up from it. And Loki's tried to deal with all the chaos that's that's been going on.
1: Yeah. So as as we as we were as we left and nobody recognised who he was and they start chasing him I love the fact, he tries to escape He, he jumps out the window, lands in a car which, well like a flying car, which scares the the driver, she hits the um statue, massive statue of Kang and just finds up crushing back inside the TVA. So <laughs> that wasn't, well, um, the best escape of all time. <laughs> so he just winds back, pretty much straight away back where he died. And it's funny, about, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then the car drops down to the abyss and he's like, She'll be okay. She <laughs> should. Uh, I don't think she will be for no. them that far. But uh, <laughs> we'll give
0: no, her the benefit you, of the doubt. You definitely <laughs> led to the death of a decent person there, look. You, you should definitely feel bad about that. I mean, I know yeah. you killed lots of people when you're a bad guy, but that one—that one is on you. And like the
1: big orange brown clock thing also falls to the ground putting a massive crack in the floor which uh, (laughs) does become like a slightly important factor um in in a few minutes and then we see um is it clarence
0: uh no casey casey Casey. sorry that's it
1: I have written a few names down here, so I'd remember, but he's, <laughs> he's one of the few. I thought, oh, I'll remember his name, but mm-hmm. no, of course, of course I don't. Um, anyway, yeah, he, he doesn't remember who he is. And then we see, um, Luke, he sort of times that we don't know. It's a time step at that point, but we sort of see him is getting sort of, hold and contorted and and disappear and he reappears again in there's that same spot but in a different timeline he's he's now uh in his present and uh what did we say his name was again casey casey i was gonna say Clarence again you say i've got Clarence <laughs> stuck in my head for some strange reason i don't know why uh he says Loki, oh, you recognise me? He looks down. He sees the crack. Uh, oh, how long's that been there? Oh, oh, as long as I can remember. So he's starting to learn now that this cva has been there a lot longer than anyone realises, and people have clearly had their their minds wiped because they don't remember stuff from way back when. We have no idea how far he's how far back he's going but I'm imagining uh, a few hundred years or so what, what do you reckon Scott? Uh,
0: it's interesting because there's been all sorts of theories here like I think we all seem to I think a lot of people thought like this was an alternate version of TV because mm. of the actions of Sylvie when he went back there but maybe he's potentially went back to the past which is a lot of people think, some people think it's just like alternate timelines because of the branch and some people think like, it's just going from the past and future and everything so it's also you see it's gonna be weird that you're seeing like events impacting like the present day, like he causes that crack and then he jumps back forward, it's still there. And like the conversation we all be later on and he's jumping back and forth and how that's influencing his memories, he remembers stuff as it's happening. But so, it's, it's nice the way they play about with time in this episode. It's something it's something that's gonna be hard to follow. But I think it's something to like pay attention to as the series goes on and yeah, I did like like you said that, you know, they don't they don't recognize Loki, so they immediately assumed he was a threat. So the thing opens on him chasing them, chasing him, and then I I said to my brother when I we watched it when he jumped off the ledge into the yellow like van thing, I just I don't know why, but it reminded me of fucking the chase scene at the start of Attack of the Clones. Because yes, don't <laughs> be one diving into Anakin's yellow speeder.
1: Oh, yeah, it did. It really did, to be fair, and now you mention it. And, um, yeah, Lukey's time slipping. We see uh, Mobius and um, Hunter B 15 they're talking about how they can't prune the timelines anymore because they're killing innocent people, and it just isn't right um another hunter, I think he's I think he calls him X five. He's mm-hmm. he's uh, saying, Oh, what's this? What's this? What about the jet skis and mm-hmm. oh well. More such a call it more of a gentle whisper um, <laughs> he's about to go on a tangent about how jet skis perhaps uh, is a brand name not the actual thing that it is and um that's, that's five thousand he's wanted in the in the war room they con- convened a, a council meeting with judge gamble so um they, they go off that. um Casey says he's seen Loki, but he he just disappeared, and um, they they carry on into the into the war room for this this conference thingy majiggy. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I, did, I did like the fact that there was that moment where they're walking up to this room, like we see. There's other people who have like hybrids, not just like it's. Maybe mm. to see it? it seemed like it was the time, uh time words or whatever it was, and. Timekeepers. Yeah, timekeepers. I don't know why I said where well, that's more Doctor Who. <laughs> 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 Thank you keepers, then Rensler and then just other people like agents or a hunt analysts or a blower. But now we see there's these other people, these other council kind of judges so I assume Rensler was part of, they're getting taken up to meet with. And uh, I feel I felt bad for Loki because I went where he, he time splits, but he gets he's there right behind uh, B fifteen Mobius and right before they turn around to see him as he's calling it from boom, he disappears again.
1: Yeah, he's kind of just in the background doing that, isn't he? Which mm-hmm. which I liked.
0: And then it based on where they are going, bees there at a different time from them. So I do like the way the camera cut, like showing the difference, like the big mural on the wall of the mm. cagcases. and when with a simple cut, it's them in that same room, but the wall's got a completely different thing over it.
1: Yeah. It's got the the time timekeepers and there's also a, a timekeepers head on the, uh, the table as they're trying to um, suss out what's going on and they're mm-hmm. questioning um b uh, b fifteen mainly as they're trying to as she says, make make it make sense. So we've got Judge Gamble, a new character played by Liz Carr, and um, General Docs played by Kate Dickey, who's from Game of Thrones, um mm-hmm. I think she had a small part in the second Star Wars sequel as well.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We have heard, as soon as we heard a Scottish accent and I'm like, oh, I paid attention. My brother went, like, But they're doing that that, that 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 American or English Scottish accent where we had to announce it. You know I'm Scottish by announcing what I'm saying. So you know I'm both serious and you can understand what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> My brother went, why do these shows always get the worst Scottish actors?
1: <laughs> yeah, but two new two new characters, two new actors and both British as cars also from uh, these shows as well. So yeah you know, right. nice to see nice to see lots of uh, British actors in, in these uh, American TV shows I always think.
0: Yeah. I like, like the way they introduced under XI, which I know some T V shows do they are just this character that's new for this series because they're necessary for the event, so obviously they clearly existed outside of mm. within the TVA in some capacity, so uh, B, uh, Mobius and B-15 just greet him like, oh look, it's Hunter X5, that person we definitely know, even though the previous season we had no idea that you even existed, but he feels to me like you will play a role at B-15, play like the first few episodes yes. of season one, like she was not very likable, but really you realised she was just doing her job, whereas he's just going to be answering to these other judges and it's probably going to be of a bit of an hour. as he seems to be leading the hunt for, for Sylvie, because the judges seem to deem that she's kind of the, the blame for all of this, which he technically is, because she killed he who remains.
1: Yeah, and uh, Judge Gamble seems to be more applicable um, to listening to... Um, Mobius and uh, Hunter B-15 and General Docs. General Docs I think has obviously got uh, a different agenda um, yeah. to be honest uh, as we sort of see right at the end. But I also I like the fact as you say that um, while they're having their discussion in the present, back in the past, Loki uncovers a recording that ha- that has, um, he, he remains talking to someone, we're not too sure Who he's talking to at first? He rewinds it a bit further back, and he's talking to Renslayer. So Mm -hmm. did she? So and he's saying, uh, "We can. You're a great partner. You're a marvel. We can Mm -hmm. rule this together." So did she know all along?
0: Potentially. I mean, Renslayer and other variations. She never
1: seemed that surprised, did she? But. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think and uh, she's it was quite strange how she was dealing with everything so whether mm-hmm. she, whether she's had her mind wiped the same as everyone else I you know did she know all along it's it, that that's, opens like a, a new kind of worms doesn't it yeah
0: definitely i think she must have known something but because right, there was that moment where she it looks like her and Miss Minutes in season one were kind of because it looks like they're trying to stall uh Dilvey at one point during the finale to try to find he remains. So I and, know and we learn also that Miss Minutes knew more than a lot of people realised. Mm. So truly, truly Renslayer knew a lot. And in the comics there seems to be variants of Renslayer who have connections to Kang, so maybe it's one of those cases of, you know, many many Kang variants. Often find their cells crossing paths with a variant of Renslayer, and that same. Oh right, is, I did.
1: I did not know that. So yeah, that's yeah. interesting. So perhaps you did. Perhaps you did know them.
0: Potentially, like, we'll, we'll probably find more about it. I think she's yeah, that same version of Renslayer. I think it is who was ahead of TV. I think they may be reunited with her at some point later on in the season when they go looking for for another Kang variant because uh, of those, those cool clips in the trailer of them at that like. 1930s World Fair, where they find that variant who's the scientist, and everything. So they might see her there. Uh, but that same recording device was being used in the the present time, where they were playing the recording of Loki site revealing that to Loki that they were all variants and they're trying to use that as proof for them. And I do not like the ju- when the judges seemed to be very apprehensive of it. And then boom, B15 points to the dismembered, like decapitated, uh, head. Like, look at what's on your your desk right now. Like, and this is. It's proof, like, this isn't too far-faced. And, uh, yeah, Loki's looking at the the wall and the difference, and when he gets there in present time, when he takes put's in, there's that cool effect where he prunes the wall yes. and revealed, to, reveal the, to reveal the faces of Sir Kang.
1: Yeah, and he so of so, says, this is who built this. This, you know, this is who's coming. in hundreds and hundreds of variants of... Uh, this dangerous man, and he's uh, yeah, you can tell he's sort of scared to, after them meeting at the end of time he's he's clearly scared to death of him and, and what he's capable of and and that's, and that asked another um, another question so you you sort of uh, what's in the first one i thought they they'd always had this um subterfuge that it was the timekeepers but maybe looking at how things have been retrofitted. Perhaps that's something he's done later on to keep people sort of in line and drinking the Kool-Aid, so to speak.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because I think you've seen, if it, if Loki was in the past at the start there, uh, you see all the Kang statues. Maybe at one point, everyone's mind's been kind of erased and then everything's been rich. For it. Like the stuff of the timekeepers is up there and only he and a few others know about it like Miss Metz obviously knows about it because mm. it seems like he may have been involved in our creation as we that footage from the fair and the trailer as anything to go by and one of the other people know but obviously the whole thing is to keep everybody under this illusion even seemingly very high up people within the TV under the same illusion that he is uh, that everything is one thing but also then that's the question because when Loki appears in front of them at the end of the last season they're talking about Branches So, which everyone assumed was the same weird multiple branches of the the secret timeline that we're facing the minute when after loki kill he remains. so either that's not the case or the case of oh yeah this isn't the first time the multiverse is almost branched and he's probably had to step in and say like nope and he keep this as one thing yeah
1: yeah perhaps perhaps it's um obviously for whatever reason it wasn't it wasn't working, people weren't mm-hmm. following or taking it seriously and So, we had to, as you say, step in, wipe everyone's mind, and, and come up with the timekeepers uh, as a thing to uh, make it all more cohesive and, and get people, as we said before, sort of falling in in line, so to speak.
0: Yeah, so. and, and, we, and we do know that Loki's not really lying when he says hundreds of them because we've seen that, mm. that post credit scene from man you know there's enough to fill a whole fucking coliseum there so there's more than a few hundred there's thousands of them
1: yeah and uh, almost all dangerous and almost all evil so uh, yeah it's uh there's a scary prospect mm. but yeah um after their meeting in the in the war room they go to see um because of the time slip in which Mobius um, can't explain, they go to see um, O.B., and another new character played by Quan, um, Kuan um, from um, Temple of Doom, f- was it Temple of Doom? I got the right yeah, one, yeah. Temple of Doom fame. And, of course, most recently, um, Everywhere Something at Once. Because I wish yeah. I had a simpler title. I can never flip and
0: remember <laughs> it. I think it was literally just everything, everywhere, all at once, you know. It kind of made his big comeback to acting mm. you know, Oscar-winning role. I think the the writers of the film, you said, I think they kind of had to have a mind a little bit for it. And uh, something I learned about him uh, between also his kid acting days and this that he spent some time as a stunt coordinator. And uh, there was a clip going around, probably because of the... I'm coming back into this probably because of Loki. There's a clip of him on set for the first X-Men movie. And he's like going over a stunt with Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's like stunt double where there's like wires involved in it. So that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I
1: never knew you did that.
0: (laughs) That was very interesting, I thought. But before that, obviously, we got like some of my favourite moments of season one where the back and forth between Mobius and Loki, and we get some of that on the way up because he wants to find Sylvie and everything. And like, he describes the fight and everything like, well, she pushed me through a door. Like, so she won the fight. It was a draw. Well, did you push (laughs) her through a time door? (laughs) And everything, and then he lies to him about how it looks with the uh, the time slipping. Yes. And then he talks about her horrifying. Like, we got to stop that from happening. He said it wasn't that bad. Well, uh, and then I love it he does it in the elevator and comes right back. And they do a pan to get someone else's opinion. And you don't realize the whole time there's just this one woman just mm-hmm. standing there mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. him, watching him just disappear and come back again
1: yeah it looks like it must be painful because it, mm-hmm. it, it's horrifying and it does look pretty bad to be honest it's not something i fancy going through put it that way
0: and honestly it's hopeful that that ob would would be the one person in the tv to know how to fix it uh even because they don't even know what that it's called until they meet him and uh, i know they go through a whole process to try and fix it but there's Some clips in the trailer where it shows him tain splitting in places that he hasn't been to in this episode, so clearly it's not a, a full solution. Maybe something else later on will cause him to start tain slipping again.
1: Uh, yeah, perhaps. Um, well, sometimes they we just stick things in trailers that never mm. actually make it to uh, the program or film themselves, so you never always know these things.
0: Yeah, I'm being worked potentially, I'm being worked into a shoot.
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh, Moby his full name is Ouroboros and um, he last saw Mobius 400 years ago, which was (laughs) his uh, last visitor, Mobius is trying to pretend like he remembers, but he kept (laughs) everything wrong, oh yeah, oh yeah I remember, he goes yeah I told you where, I told you where, yeah and then I stayed for a little while, no, you left immediately I
0: love like he's just so like straight with everything that he says. Everything, like he's just very blunt about it, and he's still mm. very still by the But he's, he's one of the few people who doesn't know that everything's going to shit. Because earlier on, we had we had uh, B fifteen saying she wanted to tell everyone on the TV, and Moby said don't do that cause basically you're saying to everyone that everything you believe in is a lie and everything. So a lot of people still don't know. And I I, I messaged you after I watched it. My main takeaway from it was even though he does something quite mean later on because he thinks it's right. is probably my new favourite character just after this one episode.
1: It's it's, it's all my... I, I can compare it to finding out everything's a lie in, um, in the TVA to that when you reach finally reach that age and revelation that wrestling's a work.
0: Wait, what? <laughs> what are you trying to say, Carl?
1: No, oh, nothing! Nothing! Uh, forget I said
0: anything. Jesus. He's telling me there's no satinine. I can't deal with that. Not this close to Christmas. No,
1: no, there's no. Only, he's
0: there's definitely only 80 odd days left.
1: He's, def- he's definitely real, don't worry.
0: I thought <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd the idea of a Christmas writing bank, but we can't do that because of Ebenezer Reese. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, he's trying to explain to Ob um, what's happening to Loki, and then just as he's trying to sort of explain it, Loki does time slip, and he's <laughs> he's that.
0: How <laughs> <laughs> you stop that from happening?
1: But he time the boom but that's not possible in the TV. Eh? But you just saw it happening.
0: I did. I know. I'm
1: having tro- and I'm having trouble reconciling that. <laughs>
0: Because <laughs> we saw this interaction in the trailer and it was still when I watched it, it's like, oh, you know what that is? Yes, you've seen that? Yes. Can you fix it? No.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. And then he's <laughs> seemingly back to a previous OB who, i like they say time passes differently here because of hundreds of years have passed, but OB never seems to age or nobody really ages here. He just <laughs> uh, goes, oh, he goes, orborus. may I call you OB? Huh, I like that name.
1: <laughs> he doesn't have glasses, though. Hmm. That's how one Clary's younger. He doesn't need glasses yet. Oh,
0: there you go.
1: And he basically has the same conversation with OB in the past that uh, Mobius just has in the future when he's saying, I'm time slipping. Yeah, but that's Mm -hmm. not possible. But you've just seen me do it. I did. I'm having trouble reconciling. It, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a way to stop it? But it's impossible, yes. But just for argument's sake, <laughs> saying, if I could that would there be a way to stop it? Well, I could make... Um, uh, oh, I've written it down, I've written it down. What was it? A temporal aura extractor. Right. So let's build one of them. And then in the, in the past in the future, so I'm getting myself f- fucking confused now. Yeah, in, the f- yeah. in the present, um, they're talking uh, um, I be talking because to to sort this out, you need a temporal aura extractor. I don't. Well, great, I don't have one of those. And then mm-hmm. it's like, wait a minute, yes, I do. And then he's suddenly remembering from meeting meeting Loki. Um wait, I didn't meet Loki before. See, you're having a conversation with him now in the past. And <laughs> in the future, you're just remembering it. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Your your logic is flawed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was like I never met before today. Wait a minute. Yes, I have. And they laugh out like I don't have one of those. And then he's like, well, let's build one of those. So clearly Loki's helped them build it in the past or helped figure out how to build it. And I do love the way they, when they try to describe what each of them have to do. So he's just telling Loki what to do in the past and telling Mobius in the present what to do. And the way that he's describing it, the like, way they edit it between the conversations, like, what would Loki have to do? And then Loki says, basically repeats very affrontedly what he has to do. Like, I can't do that.
1: He's going to have to purge himself from all timelines or basically prune himself. And um, Mobius has got to go outside into the into the time stream or whatever and if he stays there too long his skin will burn off so he's, he's worried about his skin burning off and they're having this argument He's fate will be worse. I won't <laughs> exist anymore but my skin will be burnt off at least you will be alive but what sort of life will it be with no skin? <laughs> <laughs> I know
0: I love how he very, Obi very much emphasises the skin peeling off at least three times throughout the next yes. ten or so minutes so really not helping he's not into the idea of saying anyone's mind at ease about how horrible their fate might be hmm. and he does tell him you'll have to book it like really move fast he, when he gets out there and he says oh I'm going to jail, like you've never seen before but as soon as he gets out there he knows the suits so cumbersome he can barely move so the <laughs> yeah, he, he,
1: he does like, he does say am I supposed to who fit in this <laughs>
0: And also we get that scene from the trailer where he gets it so I'm like, is this correct? And he just puts a bit of tape over like, ah, oh, you're good.
1: Even in TVA, gaffer tape fits. Fixes everything.
0: Bloody budget kits. <laughs> 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 but you know for a fact somebody in the marketing department, merchandise department going to have a shirt by the end of the series that just says, go prune yourself.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and if they haven't, they should.
1: But yeah, as, as um, they send um, B15 to find out what's, um, what General Docs is up to because there's a lot of movement and whatnot happening while they deal with um, Loki, Loki time slips again. But this time he's not gone to the past, he's gone to the future. Um, we see there's a lot less people there but they're, they're running around mentally and you see on the screen the branching timelines and it's gotten even more out of control But
0: mm-hmm. well, a more crucial detail is obviously that he's got the stick with him, he's waiting inside the blaster because Moby mm. uh, says he has to get it there in a quick amount of time and he's got a little thing so when it turns green he has to do it immediately so Moby can get him back inside before the door is shut to help protect everyone else Um, but we realise as soon as he moves and moves through time, anything he's holding doesn't go with him, so he drops the stick and so he's running through the offices trying to find something, because there's nobody there he can't find anything Uh, but he does manage to find Sylvie Uh, and we don't see who, but someone does prune Loki, but we don't see who
1: yeah which i find quite interesting it's also like a a little bit like from uh, a horror thing as he's walking down a dark corridor there's a phone there's a phone ringing which i don't know why that's why why is a phone ringing in a dark corridor always scary but it is isn't it for some reason and yeah uh sort of pries and open an elevator, and yeah, he gets pruned by someone off screen that we don't see, just in the nick of time. And as um, Moby's is trying to hoof it back to the inside the TVA, eh, you, you sort of see um, Obi, and he's like, he's not going to make it. But luckily, um, Luke, he gets caught on the... Um, the temporal aura extractor, it's like he's been caught on a fishing line almost, isn't mm-hmm. it? He So, sort of comes flying in that fast. He collides with um, Mobius and pushes them both back through the doors before uh, anyone ends up dead, which was you know, pretty convenient and good timing.
0: <laughs> I know. I mean, you kind of knew that maybe nothing would happen to Loki. Maybe he'd be stuck in a different timeline and he'd eventually tend to flip back, but. You know, what the ultimate shock it would be for Mobius to go and you're like, no, not not Mo is one of the best parts of this bloody show.
1: Well we um, already had the panic on the first series, wasn't it? Um Renslayer that pruned him and we were when mm-hmm. we were worried that might have been the end of him, but luckily he just turned up in the uh end of end of the world sort of place.
0: Yeah, it was we didn't realise that basically getting pruned means that you get moved to like a different place or a different dimension mm. or whatever it was that you get right before the end of time uh so like the fact that he's to like you even gives him a couple of extra seconds like five four before he shuts the door he goes three but he repeats three a couple of times and there's a very sad I have to do it he shuts the he goes to shut the doors and Mobius knows he can he can't make it back you see like his suit's kind of burning mm. as it's like singeing up and eventually it's going to burn through then yeah Okay, almost very very comedically I just literally just bounce right through the door. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like you see him in the distance, he getting smaller, 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 like through the visor. You see it from like Mobius' point of view, smaller, smaller, smaller. Oh shit, there he is.
1: <laughs> and yeah. And um on the sort of closing shot of the episode before the post credit scene, um is um, B fifteen and a, another hunter, sort of watching General Ducks with lots of um, hunters going through time doors. And she says, "All oh, this just for Sylvie?" And the other hunter he says, oh, "I don't buy it." So mm. something, something's not quite adding up somewhere.
0: Mm. So like there's some agenda here. All these like people just marching through this time door. Uh, and they don't believe it's all just to find Sylvie and yeah we it's been a while since we got a post-credit scene in one of these Marvel shows or at least one that was any, anything decent I mean this one was pretty much just an ad, it felt like an advert but like, I think we've seen the trailers where there's like a, a clip of her in a McDonald's uniform mm-hmm. so maybe she gets stuck there and has to find a job
1: yeah, well, so maybe she has to get the job to pay for everything. Because she's says, "Sure, I'm to try everything." She says at the <laughs> at, at the end. So, so maybe yeah, she's probably got no money on her or anything. But um, I, I quite I quite like this little yeah this this little bit. We we go back to uh, 1982, which is still in my timeline of existence, but not yours, Scott. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh- I do love the, the old like old feel. I don't even fully reveal it I made Donald's at first. Uh I mean I realized that she's not used to that kind of food being on the run, like I wouldn't eat any rats or nothing like this. So I would not eat anything with a face.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh yeah, sort of suggests that she's been living off whatever she can she she can scavenge, bless her. So. <laughs> by the sounds of that and he was well you could try our new chicken but nuggets so whether that is the actual year that they, they, they first appeared on the menu um i've not done any research to find that out but that's the impression uh, i'm getting from what the um sales assistant says and uh yeah she's she sort of looks on longingly she sees these sort of happy families interacting together and then she just says yeah uh, I'll have I'll try one of everything. I want to try everything. I think she says, and then that is it. But yeah, I normally miss these post credits. But I I sort of realised because normally after a little while, the, um, the the sort of screen sort of goes smaller, and then a little thing pops up, say in next episode or next show and that wasn't happening so i was starting to think hmm, perhaps there's gonna be a little sneaky bit at the end here yeah
0: definitely i did a lot of like when the trailer came out when they revealed that sylvia was doing something involving the official mm. even the official like mcdonald's twitter account retweeted <laughs> <laughs> not yeah,
1: retweet it uh, as you said as you uh, said off air it's it's definitely a bit of product placement there's as well as plot development, there. Nah.
0: Yeah, because the guy, even though it fades out, and there's somebody's kind of looking around, like you, you hear the guy basically lists off almost a good chunk of the McDonald's menu. Just remain, isn't wonder if anyone's sitting at home thinking, "Fancy a McDonald's right about now?"
1: Nah. <laughs> All these people getting on, just eat and yeah. um, what have you, Uh during some McDonald's.
0: Yeah. I mean, I keep getting adverts that show like partnerships between Uber Eats, like order this thing and watch this show that's on Disney Plus. So, you know, no coincidence. you think like, uh, next episode of Loki's on Disney Plus. Do you know we partner on Uber Eats? Sylvie's silly for McDonald's. You can get that on it Eats.
1: bye So, what did, what did you think of this episode overall, Scott?
0: I, uh, I really enjoyed this episode. I like the introduction to it. I mean, yeah, it can get kind of confusing with the jumping through time, but. You know, I think we learned in the last season that you know it's good watching stuff back because you'll notice things you know that you didn't see before, and mm. you know you take your time through, you'll notice little details and how everything kind of ties together. I felt weird because there's people I know who you know are maybe not as happy with certain Marvel projects recently, which I can understand because there's been some mi- a mixed bag of other Marvel shows. But considering like the success of season one or how much enjoyed season one, I was surprised to hear some people. So they said they were bored watching this episode, which I can't understand.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say it was boring. I, I really, I really enjoyed it, and uh, I've watched it twice now, just, to, just to make sure uh, I remembered most of it for for this podcast. And I, I still enjoyed it just as much on second watch. Room, I, I know when i don't really, when I don't really like uh a pro. I'm not really doing a program. I'm watching it again for a podcast or something, I can find a bit of a chore. So, um, you know, it's definitely doing something right. Uh, you know, the chemistry between Tom Peddleston and um, Owen. Oh, what's his other name? Wilson. Owen Wilson. Manset is, spot you know, is is as good as ever. B-15 is clearly with the good guys this time, so as you say, the X-Five seems to be introduced as a a new antagonist, along with general docs, by the looks of things, so uh, yeah, it's setting up things really nicely, and I've really enjoyed this episode, and can't wait for Friday to to see where things go, and another good thing, with only six episodes, there won't be any filler as well, so (laughs) it should move along at quite a good pace.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, my brother, me, my brother and I were talking about this, and he was saying that like, he was surprised there was only one episode. Cause I think with Gen V and Ahsoka and some other shows, like they've, they've gotten to this weird habit of certain streaming shows like of releasing more than one episode at a time. And I said, well, there's less episodes in this one than something like an Ahsoka. I think the Ahsoka thing was like to do with like appeasing people from like because they had to change when they released it. I think they did that with Obi Wan as well. So and. Amazon just did the same thing they did with the at least like three episodes so it's weird now going just to back to the one episode thing especially with the premiere but he like said yeah it should be a decent pace. The people who I know, the, most of the people that I know like my friend David who didn't like, who was a bit of a poor watch he said that he's kind of checked out the multiverse thing at the minute because it seems to be not just in Marvel but everywhere and I think the multiverse is going to be an important thing going to a, the next Avengers so hopefully this show helps get everyone back on that train and it's not a case of like we're not doing multiverses like This is important in terms of the plot and like basically Marvel TV that actually matters overall. Like it used to when everything used to be connected.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think this is going to be quite important, but I can't understand people sort of getting checked out with multiverses or with uh, Marvel full stop because it feels like it's. It hasn't really slowed down. It's been one thing after the other, and perhaps that's where I know, you know, they're just thinking dollars, and they want to cash in on things as much as possible. But perhaps it would have been best to have a bit of a break before, you know, before moving on to the next phase so quickly. Hmm.
0: Yeah, probably. But you know, money's me. people are still going to go even if the things aren't making as much money as like. Previous films, you know, as long as there's some money being made, they're going to just keep making these.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. But uh, if I was going to score this, I'd probably give it about maybe an eight, seven and a half, eight. I really enjoyed it. What would you say?
0: Yeah, I think an eight's uh, reasonable, uh, especially for this first one. Uh, There's a lot of stuff I enjoyed about it, even if I didn't fully understand, I can still pretend that I did. Uh, (laughs) I think I still sound smart. But yeah, I think you know, we really we introduced some probably important characters, Someone's I really enjoyed, like like O B and uh yeah, like, no, very little of Sylvie, who we know is a main part of this. Obviously, cause helping cause this cause she killed he who remains. Obviously, he the, the other Kang variants, we're still not got them and we've not gonna see any Miss Minutes or Renslayer. So it feels like there's still a lot of pieces like to the overall series that are still to be revealed. So I think just for setting everything up as an opening episode and doing what you need to do, I'd, I'd give any as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's a trouble. A lot of people are impatient and they want everything served to them straight away. But then, if you don't leave something for the next episode, you know you've got nothing to look forward to. So uh, you know, I kind of like I kind of like that they've you know shoehorned everybody into the first episode straight away.
0: Yeah. Uh, basically, that's, that's what I think I said when I said doing what you need to do, what I don't what I think needs to do is obviously like set the tone and everything, set mm. the, the pace for it because we kind of know what the overall demand that is of Loki as a show overall like, across both series. But obviously, this is establishing that the stakes have been raised somewhat since the last one.
1: Yeah, 100%. So, uh, Scott, you, unless you've got anything else to add, do you want to do your plugs?
0: Uh I don't really have much else to add yeah, I'll you know plugs uh gone Paul's around, plug us at that we are doing still doing some stuff there. It's still got out. We've recorded a couple of shows that are coming out uh just haven't in the time to finish off the editing. Uh me and Paul are planning to get our Rogue Retro SmackDown review back on track over also on Rogue podcast and feed, uh wherever you get your podcast. Uh as we talked about in the Ahsoka uh, finale right at the end, we are we do have plans to try and get some rank banks recorded in uh back to back over the next couple of weeks before reese becomes a bit too busy so uh stay tuned for those and i don't really have much else going on outside of stuff that's already tied into roga you know the link's still there on my social media is for 1986 if you want to donate in the last couple of weeks before the thing closes, even though i've already done a mindset you know my part's done but you know you can still help some people you know, who are still fighting to help uh, people suffering from diabetes is uh, it's in the mil. I always say before I start. It's out in the millions at the minute, but just in the UK alone, the people who are dealing with diabetes. So, if you want to help out, you can.
1: Yeah, to paraphrase, two other famous Scotsmen. He's walked a million steps, and he'll walk a million steps more.
0: Not in the immediate future. I won't walk another million steps. Well, I learned about this thing is that they uh, this challenge like they started the million steps thing, and then they say they did two other variations of the challenge. There's one that's less steps overall for people who aren't as into walking, and then there's a double. There's a one that's like one million seven hundred odd steps or whatever it is, uh, or like one million seven thousand something odd steps. Out over the, so when I was doing my million steps, they said the average I had to do a day was like ten thousand eight hundred. But some days I didn't do, sometimes I did a little less and made up for it by doing a bit more another day. I worked out to do that that challenge that was a bit longer. You had to do 18,000 sets in a single day for like three months. i thinking, I struggled to get fucking 10,000 some days. Who has the time who doesn't live in the middle of nowhere where you, can, you can't get anywhere without walking a 1,000 miles to get to your shops? Has the time to walk 18,000 steps in a day?
1: Yeah, so that sounds like a tough order that that longer one. But were you secretly yeah. wishing you'd have, you could have taken the shorter one?
0: <laughs> no, I probably would have felt bad for taking the shorter one, mm. even though. Oh, like, what a hero! What a hero! Going going into September, there are days I'm just like, oh f- kill me, <laughs> kill me now. Yeah. <laughs> uh. First world problems, you know. Oh, you volunteer for something, and now it's a bit hard, is it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, that wasn't on the brochure. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: you up to anything,
1: <laughs> No, um, yeah, hopefully, we'll be doing um. A football pod because um it, one of those rare weekends where both Manchester United and Arsenal won, so we might get a football podcast done, which should be cool. Um, Scott, I'm not Scott, with uh, Nathan and Liam, so we'll look out for that one, and hopefully, along with Scott and Rhys, we'll get some rank banks done.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Hope looking forward to getting that back and talk we've talked about the uh one we wanted to do on the show a couple of things one about the uh the boys characters Ketai, and the fact that we've got gen v uh on amazon right now uh we we're all three of us have talked about how much we're enjoying it so far and you know we've got some other ones pretty much in our st- same vein that we've been doing before in you know star wars and that kind of thing so yeah if you enjoy the content we've already done then you'll enjoy you know these rat that we've got planned
1: hundred percent
0: yeah that's the thing though carl we promised these shows but you know actually get making them a realization is not easy so in many ways not just recording it but scheduling a podcast is not easy
1: no that is true well goodbye everybody
0: bye